0: Welcome back to a very special Talking Troy. We're here with Daily Bruin Sports Editor John Christen and Assistant Sports Editor of Daily Trojan Sam Settleman. How are you two doing? Doing well.
1: Doing well. Doing well. Thanks a little for having bu- us. Yeah, a little busy with the rivalry issue, but yeah, thanks for h- having us on.
0: Of course, yeah, and, I, and I'd be remiss, I forgot about Adam, Adam Jasper, my usual calls, sports editor. Adam, how are you doing? Good, yeah. Uh, as those two said, rivalry issue is a big thing right now,
2: so... We're getting it done.
0: Yeah, so if you're wondering why we have UCLA people on, that is why. We're having a rivalry issue that's coming out Friday. Uh, make sure to check it all out. We're going to have so much content, so many extra things that are going to be happening. It's going to be a great time. Make sure to pick it up. Uh, but we're here with John and Sam. We're going to preview this huge rivalry game that's coming up Saturday at 1 p.m. It's at the So Hopefully, USC can pull out a win, even though they've been bad at the Coliseum. But John and Sam, uh, what are some things to look out for from this UCLA team that's coming off a, a 44-20 big throw over Colorado and they had back-to-back losses before that what, what can USC fans expect?
1: Yeah well I think it starts at the quarterback position um obviously Dorian Thompson Robinson has already played USC three times this is going to be his fourth time um he's one and two against them but his last two games he's really like played some of his best games he's had over 350 yards passing in each of those games um but he's lost both of those games too. So you gotta think it's some added motivation for him to to, you know, come out and try to win in his last game against the Trojans in his career. So um and USC frankly just hasn't had an answer for him in the past. Um I I know that sometimes USC can struggle with mobile quarterbacks and Dorian Thompson Robinson is one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the conference. So um I think it would just be interesting to see how he uh how he does in this game how if there's any actual motivation for him um and if he can just continue exploiting USC's secondary which again isn't very good this year like it has been
3: in the past yeah I mean coming off a huge win against Colorado obviously um shutting him out in the second half but that's Colorado and this is USC I know they haven't had quite the year that they wanted to have but it's still a team that's obviously a lot more offensively capable than what Colorado has proven to be. Um, And this is a pass defense for UCLA that really has struggled throughout the year, Um, haven't really shown any signs of life at all. So if any team is going to be able to kind of take advantage of that, I think it is USC even with their current quarterback situation.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that quarterback situation real quick. So obviously, Keen Slovis is, is out. He has a lower leg injury. He's been the Bruin killer some may say. He's been undefeated in the last two games, and he had that huge comeback victory last year. So Jackson Dart is going to be starting, which God knows what's going to happen with Dart there. Uh, I honestly have no idea. Adam, what do you want to say about this quarterback situation?
2: Yeah, it's definitely a predicament because you would have wanted the more experienced guy going into the game. Um, Slovis has some good history against UCLA. Last year's comeback was Really on the shoulders of him. Some big plays from receivers, too, obviously, but, um, you know, he he led that. And I think uh, just heading into this game, Jackson Dart, as electrifying as he's been, just the inexperience, I think, is is the most uh, concerning aspect of that. Uh, Hasn't played in a game of this magnitude. And even if it doesn't have real stakes in terms of, like, a conference championship, it's still a rivalry game. It's still a big game at the Coliseum um and you know he doesn't really know what that's like yet and it's going to be down to um whether he can adjust mid-game whether offensive coordinator graham harrell can scheme well enough uh to help him use his legs as well as throw the ball um you know it's still kind of up in the air who really is the better passer you would think more slovis since he's a pure passer doesn't really move around as much um but we've seen dart make some downfield throws that have been pretty dangerous um specifically in the washington state game but just looking out for that inexperience, I think that's gonna be a big thing.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I do want to ask John and Sam real quick about this UCLA defensive coordinator. uh, I don't know how to phrase the story of how he hasn't talked to the media in what, like two, three seasons?
1: I mean, since he's been hired in 2018. So it's been four seasons now and no media for him. So yeah.
0: That's insane.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole thing. I don't know if you're inviting me to talk about him, but I will because I have many thoughts. Please, uh, please go ahead. He He's just a very interesting um, persona, to say the least. Obviously, he hadn't really had experience as a high-level defense coordinator before Chip hired him, but he had been with Chip as like a defensive line coach every one of his stops, including in the NFL. And yeah. it seems like he had success there, but just he's just completely over-tasked as a defensive coordinator. Um his I mean, his defenses at UCLA have always been among the worst in the country his first two years and then um, they started to get better last year and they've kind of fallen back into their old ways this year their secondary is just especially weak um, it's not that they don't have talent in the secondary they have a lot of experienced guys a lot of guys um, um, who are a good individual like one-on-one defenders it's just um, a lot of the times you just see consistently if a team throws 40 times a game we just can't UCLA can't stop them, so um, he's just as Jerry Azanaro is his name, and he's just um, I think completely overtasked for this. And um, he just like he said, he doesn't talk to the media, so we've never been able to ask him what what his schemes are, what he believes, what his tendencies are. Um, he's very aggressive too; he likes the blitz. I know that he shares that with uh, Todd Orlando, your guys' he defense coordinator, but um, it it just. It just kind of gets frustrating after enough time seeing this defense get burned time and again, and he's not even there to answer for it.
0: Yeah, I can't. I honestly can't imagine not having to to talk to Tarlando after pretty bad defensive performances. Um, you know, I was just looking at the numbers, though. I mean, UCLA's run defense in the Pac-12 is pretty high. I mean, they're only allowing 124 yards. Is that kind of just misleading based on this season? Is that something that USC will be able to exploit? Or is that maybe a strong suit of that of that defense?
3: Uh, yeah, I think it is definitely a strong suit. I don't know if it's misleading at all. I mean, through the first couple of weeks of the season, that was a top-five run defense in the entire country. Um, and they definitely have talent up front. They have guys that can stop the run. Uh, a solid linebacking core as well. Um, but, yeah, I think the secondary... I don't know. I think John said they have some talent back there and some experience. They definitely have some experience. I don't know if the talent is certainly there, but... I think the run defense for sure is legit. Um, not that that's going to really come into play on Saturday as much as it might against a, a better rushing offense. But
1: um, just to piggyback off that point with the run defense, um, they, they've they struggled um, recently somewhat. Um, Colorado, they had a nice bounce-back game, but against Utah, Tavion Thomas ran wild against UCLA and scored four touchdowns. Um, the week before that, Travis Dye did the same thing. Um, so they have been looking more vulnerable of late. I don't know. Um, I, I definitely think it's better than the secondary, better than the past defense. I wouldn't call it, like, best in the Pac-12, which I know some of the numbers indicate. But um, it, it's definitely solid, um, but not, like, elite,
0: if that makes sense. I got you. Okay. And, I mean, you have, now we're talking about run defense. We could talk about USC's run defense, which, I mean, depending on what day of the week, you know, what game you're watching, it can either be outstanding or it can... Just be horrible. Um, You know, obviously that Oregon State game, we talked about it so many times on Talking Troy, I'm getting tired of it. But Zach Charbonnet, um, UCLA's running back, is outstanding. He's insane. Uh, You know, is this a game where he's going to just dominate and just torch this USC defense that's been horrible covering the run at home?
3: I mean, I think this is a game that he kind of needs to dominate. Obviously, he got a lot of attention the first couple weeks of the season, but um, he really hasn't been incredible as of late. I don't think he's reached 70 yards in each of his last three games. Definitely not carrying the ball the same way he has previously. Um, but yeah, I think he'll definitely get a lot of attention on Saturday. Um, and hopefully this will be kind of a breakout game for him because, you know, through the first week of the season, he was a Heisman guy, according to his teammates. And now he's certainly not quite at that level.
0: Yeah, his his numbers for the year, um, he's got 864 yards, 11 touchdowns. Yeah, you said it too. He was in the Heisman conversation early on. He's kind of studied out Um, But now it's our favorite time is talking Troy The time where Anthony and Adam we look bad make predictions any predictions from YouTube John and Sam and then we'll make ours
1: prediction, um, I guess I would just start off basic with a, a game prediction generally, I think um I think UCLA is going to win. I think it's. I think UCLA is going to win by double digits too. I think it's just so much is riding on this game for them. I think it's just like a big moment um, for the program if they can get a win and kind of that puts them at seven wins and they match up against Cal so they go up to eight. I think a lot of them are going to be motivated. It's an old team generally, a lot of seniors, a lot of people who are going to be playing their last games against USC. So they're going to be motivated by that. Um, I also think it's a pretty decent matchup for UCLA, at least um, on offense. I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson is is going to have his best game of the season. He hasn't had 300 yards yet in a game this year, so I think he breaks that and gets at least 300 yards passing this game. Um, so yeah, I, I bet uh,
3: my prediction is kind of basic, but I think UCLA is going to win by double digits. I've got, I've got UCLA winning as well, um, but a little different. I know DTR has had some success against USC in his career. Um, I think they'll have a more balanced attack on Saturday for sure. Like we were talking about with Charbonnet and Britton Brown as well, getting some action. Um, and then like Adam talked about, I think Jackson darts inexperience experiences for sure. It, it might show up on Saturday. Um, and I think this UCLA defense will do enough at least to, to get the win, but I don't know if it's going to be, you know, double digit comfortable win for sure.
2: Adam, go ahead. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm feeling kind of the same way, uh, even coming from the USC perspective, uh, I have a feeling that maybe some of the energy that Jackson Dart provides to this team, or at least to the crowd at the Coliseum, might keep USC in it uh, at the start. Um, I'm feeling like it's going to take the course of a lot of the other games that we've watched for USC this year, uh, where they stick in it in the first half. It looks like maybe they grab a lead at some point early on, and it looks like they have a chance. And uh, I think it'll crumble in the second half. Uh, I think what I said uh, in the QA was 38-24 UCLA. I could be wrong, but maybe something around there. Uh, I, I definitely think it'll be um, at least more than a score.
0: You know, I was going to say UCLA was going to win. But now everyone said UCLA is going to win. So I'm going to say USC is going to win. Um, I think it'll be, it'll be a disgusting game. I, I can already see it. These two teams... They're not that great, USC especially. Um, but I think they'll, I think they'll find a way to win. I think Dart, a lot of play. You know, you guys talk about inexperience. Everyone around Dart, everyone on the team keeps mentioning, oh, he's like a vet. You know, the way he carries himself, it's like he's been there. Look, I don't know. I don't play with Jackson Dart, but if if what they're saying is true, then I think it's going to be an outstanding performance, and I think they could squeeze out a win. But you know, I'm not surprised if they lose. Generally, like I won't be surprised if you, if UCLA comes in and drops 40, and then. That's it, um, but that's that's the prediction. So I think USC will win, but if it goes the other way, I won't be surprised. Um, any final thoughts, John and Sam?
1: Just from a, a UCLA perspective, I'd be remiss. I don't think we've mentioned the name Chip Kelly yet this podcast, so, so <laughs> um, I, I think it just needs to be said. I think this game's big for him. I, I think it really is. It could be a program-defining win if he can beat his rival, get to eight wins this season at least. Um, and and, and the, towards the end of the season with a win against USC, I think that would be really big for him, help him in recruiting, um, all that. And I, I and if they lose again, it's the flip side of that. It's a a pretty bad loss considering where USC is on the state of USC's program right now and stuff. So um, I think it just needs to be said that this is a really really big game
0: for Chip Kelly. Yeah, couldn't couldn't have said it better. Honestly, uh, anything else from you, Adam, to close it out. Yeah, I think, uh, I guess just
2: bouncing off that, it it can kind of be a pride game for USC here because, uh, you know, a win against their rivals in a season where they've had just the utmost turmoil, like just everything going wrong, um, stuff hitting the fan, would be a big thing for recruitment going forward and a big boost for possibly a new head coach coming in. Um, you know, it's still up in there, whether that might be Dante Williams, um, but that's yet to be decided but yeah even though it might not uh have that same energy of a game maybe like last year that had some real big implications um i I still think that there's something to play for and obviously these two teams have a history and we've seen all the shenanigans that have happened beforehand in rivalry week um but yeah yeah I, i i still think it'll be an an entertaining watch even if there aren't um the utmost stakes
0: yeah, at the end of the day, it's a rivalry game. Uh, anything can happen. And I think it'll be a great game. Uh, but that's all we have for this time on Talking Troy. Thank you, John and Sam from Daily Brewing. really appreciate it. Uh, make sure to check out our content, too. When it, once it comes out this Friday, our collaboration issue, which is very exciting, it's going to be very great. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter, DT underscore sports. Make sure to follow our, uh, or not follow our, make sure to check out our site, dailychosen.com/sports. John and Sam, you guys want to plug anything? This is your opportunity. So please go ahead.
1: Just just check out Rivalry Issue. Like you said, um, follow DB Sports on Twitter. Um, read the website. Read our content. We got a lot of awesome content coming out with uh, with Daily Trojan. So we're excited about that. And um, Blood Bowl this Friday. I'm excited for that as well.
0: That's right. How do we miss that? Yeah, the Blood Bowl. If no one knows the Blood Bowl. It's the flag football game Friday. And, you know, there's a rumor that whoever loses that game uh, actually wins the actual, like, the football game the next day. So, I won't be surprised if people try to throw some stuff, you know, make some like fake injuries and Jeez. all that. I, I won't, but I don't know. if daily brewing. Can't trust them. But that's, all. that's it for now. That's it for this week. As always, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Like I said, DTL underscore sports. Make sure to check out our content and make sure to pick up that rivalry issue. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening.